All right. Hello and welcome to our Google Educator Group Michigan launch. Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, May is actually joining us from Google. So um, I'll go ahead and let May give us a quick hello and introduce herself uh, to get us started. Cool. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is May. I know probably some of you who are in our trainer program know that um, I'm on the Google end managing our trainer program here. Um, I just wanted to pop in because I think, you know, in the last month or so, we're really trying to launch all the GGs in the US. And I think leaders, you know, I see a bunch of chats on the side that, you know, all the leaders are doing such a good job trying to launch in the community. And I just wanted to pop in and say hi to Rochelle and the leadership team here and just everyone who's joining today. So um, sorry, I can't stay long. Um, this is Joy Yell and she's hungry and wants to eat. So I just wanted to pop in and say hi. So yeah, reach out if you need anything. Um, I know with Rochelle and she'll probably lead you guys um, in the community, but Rochelle, again, feel free to reach out to me and huge thank you to you for stepping up and becoming a leader and really, you know, invigorating the community. So thank you. Thank you, May. All right, so we have an agenda today. Um, if you go to this bit.ly link, uh, bit.ly slash G-E-G-M-I agenda 514, that'll get you to our agenda of everything that we're gonna be going over today. Um, that agenda is hyperlinked like crazy. So um, it's designed for you to be able to jump in and revisit things at your own pace and your own time. Um, to respect everyone's time today, we will be making sure we keep this within the hour. Um, so if you have any questions moving forward, um, we can take care of all of that in the Google group. So we are gonna go over some updates, um, talk about our Google Educator group, what it is. We're gonna go over some uh, certification uh, questions and those pathways. And then we have some tips from our trainers and innovators, some of our trainers and innovators in Michigan. So um, welcome. This is our GEG Michigan. We do have a Google group page that um, if you're not a part of that yet, um, if you visit that bit.ly at the bottom of the screen, you'll be able to sign up and join the Google Educator Group of Michigan. Um, that Google group is where we're going to stay very active in communicating with each other, sharing resources, um, professional development opportunities, updates, uh, anything that you can think of, asking questions. That's where our main um, communication and hub is going to be, is that Google group. Um, we also have a Twitter page. Um, that's G-E-G -E underscore Michigan. Um, and my name is Rochelle Galang. Um, I am the G-E-G -E leader for G-E-G -E Michigan. Um, so I am running that Twitter account as well. Um, I am a Google leader, trainer, and innovator of NYC19. Um, guidelines for Google educator groups are the same across the board. Um, Google wants to keep that um, well-branded. Um, we, it's very easy etiquette and guidelines. Um, basically just be a good human, uh, be nice, respectful and constructive. Um, collaborative and participation is key. And then 
one of the very important things is think before you send. So um, we want to make sure we're staying uh, and modeling good digital citizenship as we participate in our Google Educator group here in Michigan. So we're going to go over some new info and updates um, on that agenda, though. Um, I think we can put a link in there for you guys if you missed that link in the beginning. Um, we have updates and links. Um, all of them lead back to, most of them lead back to the G Suite Updates blog. That is where you'll get your most timely information. That's where our Google Educator group gets a lot of our information from. Um, but also, before we jump into these updates, I wanted to let you know that on the agenda, we do have a sign-in um, Google form. It's highlighted in yellow. Um, if you fill out that, you'll get your certificate of attendance for uh, attending our meeting today. Um, so, hopping into our updates, we have some new sharing dialogues. Um, when you click that share button in any of the Google files, um, it'll just look a little bit different uh, than what we're used to seeing, but essentially we still have all the same abilities to share. Um, I did notice it's a little bit backwards now rather than preventing people from copying. Um, it's You have to uncheck the box, it checks the box by default. Um, so there's that new sharing dialogue that we have to deal with. Um, you may not see it show up yet with your district, um, depending on if your district is on rapid release or scheduled release, um, but that is coming. Google Classroom and Google Meets now are integrated. I'm sure many of you have seen um, in the back end of Google Classroom, you can generate a Google Meet link that will uh, post to the top banner of your Google Classroom. Um, you do have the ability to either hide that from students or regenerate a new link as well. Um, we also have that integrated into Gmail. Then we have some Google Meet extensions that um, John Sowash is going to be jumping into explaining a little bit later. So I will let him talk about that. Um, we are seeing changes in Google Sites. There are now templates in Google Sites uh, that are kind of nice. Uh, we had templates before um, in the old sites, but the new sites have better templates now, and we have announcement banners, which are pretty cool, and also links to Family Link. Um, also going back off of the Google Meet updates, we have the ability to uh, present a Chrome tab, which will give us higher quality video and audio when we're sharing um, in our meetings. Two useful resources that you can point um, other educators in your communities to um, EDU on air is they are offering a series of webinars um, that are very relevant around distance learning um, and remote learning. Those are, if you can't make the live recordings, they are recorded and you can still register to watch them later. Um, and then EDU at 90, um, they're 90 second YouTube videos that go over some nice updates with Google and how to leverage Google tools in education. Um, those are really nice, quick, short tidbits that I like to include in my emails to my staff. 
um, very simple. Um, Global GEG, thank you to Global GEG. They are helping host our launch meeting today. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna have one of the members of Global GEG pop in and say hi and explain um, their staff room. This is Luis, and I'll let Luis explain a little bit more about uh, the Global GEG staff room. Okay, I'll let Rochelle rest for a little bit. Um, uh, well, the Global GEG has been an initiative from a group of innovators from several different cohorts. Um, and uh, we are running basically a group of groups and we are offering our help to get other GEG started and other things that are going around. But basically what Rochelle was talking about was um, we hold virtual staff room meetings and uh, ever since the whole COVID business started, um, we started holding staff meetings uh, three times a week. Uh, there you see the links for the different meets. And uh, what we do is uh, we basically have a safe space where people can just drop in, uh, veg out, um, commiserate, vent, uh, talk about different problems, go crazy, um, say bad words. Uh, it's a very friendly place, so don't worry a lot about it. And it's really fun. Um, we really we usually have a really nice time. Uh, the times are spread all over the place because we have members from all over the world. So maybe, for example, Thursdays for me is really hard because it's really, really early. And uh, but it is very good for people who live on the other side of the world where it's their evening and it's not that bad. So you're all always invited. You can go there anytime you want. We're there all the time. You can come in late. You can drop in. You can drop out. There isn't usually a problem. There's always friendly people to be there and to just like listen to whatever you have to say. Um, it's a gold mine of all sorts of information. So um, I hope you drop by. Uh, we're all going crazy. It's not just you guys, it's not just me. So it's a very good thing that we're all together in this and together we're stronger. So hope to see you there. Hey, Rochelle. Awesome, thanks, Luis. Anytime. All right, uh, Learn at Home. YouTube has curated um, a series of videos and collections um, that are pretty easy to sort through based on like area of interest or uh, age or grade level. Um, so that's been a useful resource that I've been sharing out with teachers that they've been giving um, families to have some extension activities at home. Um, Google Teach from Home. I'm sure we've all familiarized ourselves with this resource. Um, this is Google's hub for all resources distance learning. Um, it's pretty helpful with quick tips on how to leverage which tools for which purpose. Um, if you don't know about Google Teach from Home, definitely recommend checking it out. They also have a toolkit um, that they have that you can download uh, with resources as well to share out with staff and um, parents and families. Um, the Chromebook App Hub also is a great resource to share with educators. Um, this one has a lot of digital citizenship, stuff on student privacy and best practices. So I highly recommend checking out the Chromebook App Hub educator resources, um, especially in this 
digital remote learning, student privacy should definitely be at the forefront of everything. So um, definitely check out the Chromebook App Hub. Screencastify is coming out with Screencastify Submit. Um, right now you can request to get early access to like their beta version of it. Um, but what it is, is it allows students to submit Screencastify videos for assignments um, within Google Classroom. Um, this seems to be a useful tool. I'm gonna check it out. I just became a part of the beta program for that. Um, it looks like you can sort through videos based on assignment as well. So check out Screencastify Submit. Um, accessibility, there's a lot of accessibility resources that Google has out there. Um, and a lot of the purpose of this GEG is I'm going to try and curate all these Google resources for us in one spot because there's so, there's just so much. Um, so these two accessibility uh, links that I have in the agenda, one is YouTube playlist that has accessibility features um, broken up by video. And that can be really useful uh, when you're working with students, um, whether they have an IEP or not, like accessibility is for everyone, right? So these accessibility tools are really important as well as we're all familiarizing ourselves and getting very comfortable with our virtual meetings and virtual learning. Um, they also have a post with accessibility ideas during COVID-19. So I have that linked for you as well. Um, the next slide I'm very excited about. Um, so there are these new G Suite scenario game cards um, that were, created um, in conjunction with Future Design School. Um, these were given out to some Google certified trainers, um, but I have them linked here in the agenda for you uh, to access because they could be really helpful with um, thinking about purpose and using those G Suite tools. So there are three different levels. Um, green is easy, blue is medium, and red is hard. Um, but they could be really useful to better understand where your participants are at or where your teachers are at or um, what you, where your staff is at so you can find gaps and where you need support. Um, another fun way to be able to use these is like daily challenges. You could send one out in, uh, via email um, or have it added to a staff meeting agenda. Just go over one scenario every meeting. Um, we can also use these at like the end of trainings um, to push people to that next level. So if they were very comfortable with those green scenarios, we can push them up to blue. All right, what about these things that Google uh, tools can do? So definitely excited about scenario cards and starting to use those in my practice. So I wanted to share all of those with you as well. Uh, EdTech team also has a hub for distance learning um, where they've got a webinar series as well and some courses, um, useful resources from EdTech team also. So I may have been mentioning lots about different certifications. We'll go into, if you're brand new to Google, um, we're just going to do an overview of what the different certifications are and what they entail. Um, and 
what they kind of get you. So um, there are two levels of certified educator. Um, basically, level one is very basic, but you become proficient in using Google tools for teaching and leveraging them in education, where that level two is that next level mastery of you being able to be creative and smash tools together um, just a little bit deeper with your knowledge of the Google tools. Um, this is a nice comparison of what level one and two, how they differ. Um, so level one is only $10 um, and they both have the same validity uh, for time and exams and passing, um, but the cost is just a little bit different. So you'll see that level two is uh, $25. Um, some other certifications, so um, like I mentioned, Google Certified Trainers, also they have a rigorous program for them to become certified. Um, and when you become a, a trainer, you can have access to um, another community, another PLN of people that you can reach out to who are in your same boat. Um, I am a Google Certified Trainer. I am a technology integration specialist. Um, at Oakland Schools ISD. So I'm doing trainings a lot with um, Google tools. So I am a trainer because I'm always training with that. Um, certified Innovator is they have an application project process and a year long project. Um, you also attend a three day academy. Um, I just heard they're not doing in person academies right now. So uh, if you want to learn more about any of those certifications, Google Teacher Center, new, new and improved look. Um, you can visit the Google Teacher Center though, and it'll give you all of the information that you need for training for level one, level two, the steps that you need for trainer and innovator. Um, they've got practice tests, like questions, um, so definitely check those out in the Google Teacher Center if you're interested in becoming a Google Certified Educator or earning a certification of any kind. Um, right now is a really great time to be able to dive into that. I know a lot of people this summer in my district are ready to go on with their level one and two certifications as now everyone is seeing the affordance of Google tools. So um, we are going to get some really good tips from trainers and innovators um, from Michigan. So we have some guests today joining us, um, sharing tips that'll be useful for us in remote learning. Um, my first guest today is Jeremy Badner. Um, and I'll let Jeremy introduce himself um, and share his tip with us. But all of his uh, tips, all of these trainer tips are also linked in the agenda as well. So once you hear them share their ideas and tips, you can revisit those in the agenda. Um, those are all hyperlinked. So I'll turn it with me. All right, thank you. Um, I'm Jeremy Badner. I'm an instructional technology coach from 
Gullick schools. Yay, Blue Devils. Um, so I'm an innovator and a trainer, and I mainly focus on kindergarten through fifth grade kids, so our littles. And with this remote learning, it's been quite a challenge for some of those littles, especially our kindergartners and first graders, to get to assignments and things like that. So what I'm going to share is a couple of ways to make your Google Classroom look a whole lot better. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And so here's an example of Google Classroom. And in your classwork, I know a lot of people are doing this, but this is always news to um, teachers all over. But I tend to, especially with my littles, always use um, symbols, pictures, emoticons for my topics. So you could easily say in your Google Meet, make sure today you go to the star topic and the kiddos can find that really easily. And there's a whole bunch of extensions. Um, I have mine linked in the notes. I just use this one up there. And you can search for any kind of emoji you want. And then when you click it, it's automatically copied and you can add it directly into your topic or your assignment. It does make it really easy, especially for our five-year-olds, to find those activities. So you can say, go to the Monster Essay or go to the Flipgrid and it's got the camera. So those images and icons make it really easy for our little kids who struggle at reading, especially when they missed a trimester of reading instruction. And then the other thing is adding your voice to Google Classroom. And this is probably my favorite. And I just stumbled on the extension Moat a while ago. And I know some people have been using it, but I'm like full-fledged, it is so awesome. So I can go into a kiddo's project here, view the assignment. I can give instructions, and normally you just do these class comments and maybe you wanna add a little note. I can go to the Moat icon once I have that extension installed. And when I click it, I get 60 seconds worth of dialogue. Please, for the love of all things living, when you're done with an assignment, click turn it in. So it takes that text that I just spoke and it translates it into a audio clip and a transcript. So when I hit send, this is what's really cool. This is what the kiddos will see. They'll see the text I said, so your kids that don't need to have it read to them can see the text. They can also click the play button. So here's a student account. When they go in and they pull up that. Give it a second to load. Um, that will play. So it'll look just like for them. When I hit the play. Please, for the love of all things living, when you're done with an assignment, <laughs> You can do the same thing within any place that allows you to put comments. So slides, docs, sheets, any tool at all. So if I went into a student's work, and normally you would go over there and I have a rubric set up here and I'd be grading that student, but I could highlight anything. So Ralphie has a head of hair that sits atop a purple outlined round head. Maybe I really like the language of that. When I add my comment, I can just say, that is incredibly vivid language. I really like what you're doing there. And what they get is this awesome comment that they can now hear and play directly within that, that is comment. Vivid language. I really like What's really nice is with your littles, they don't have to try to read something. They don't have to try to figure out something. And there's lots of extensions that will take you to another site. This one keeps everything locked directly in the tool that they're using. And I think that's what I really like is the kids don't have to go anywhere and get lost. They never left Google Classroom. It's all 
right there within the comments themselves or within the document. So it's a really easy way, especially with your littles, to have them navigate a classroom easily with the icons, the pictures. You can even change text with this really cool site. Um, this, I will give you a tip, coolfont.org is sometimes blocked in some of your districts. You may have to bring a big plate of cookies to your tech director, find out if they like chocolate chip or raisin, I guess, bring it to them and get this opened up. But you could add all these kind of fonts into any assignment. So like this Edpuzzle assignment, I can use italics, bold, all the kind of formatting that you can't use. So three really easy tools, images inside your classroom, changing some of your text formatting inside your classroom, as well as those audio clips. So that's all I had. Awesome. Thanks for those tips, Jeremy. I'll have to check some of those out. Uh, next up, we have Lauren Villaluz. Um, she is a certified trainer, and I will let Lauren introduce herself. Um, she's going to share a little bit about Jamboard. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Rochelle. Um, I'm Lauren Villaluz. I am an educator, currently a tech integration specialist supporting several districts of teachers uh, for Oakland County. Um, and I have been a certified trainer for, I think, three years now. Um, and it's been an excellent, excellent resource. Um, and so I'm excited to share with you today. Um, and so I'm going to share my screen here. We are going to take a look at um, something called Jamboard, which maybe you've seen floating around or already even tried yourself. Um, I'm just checking to make sure you can see what I can see. Okay, beautiful. Um, so Jamboard um, is a Google app. Um, it may or may not be added for your domain. So again, like Jeremy said, it might involve some cookies. Um, but um, once you have uh, access to um, Jamboard through your domain, there is several ways that you can access Jamboard. Um, it is available as uh, an app for mobile devices and tablets. Uh, and the features are a little bit different than uh, the features of the web version, which is what you're looking at right now. Um, and so it's kind of important to know that. And, and also note that Jamboard is a physical piece of hardware um, by Google that actually exists. And we're utilizing the software that is compatible with the actual Jamboard. So you can take a look uh, to see what an actual Jamboard looks like. But I'm assuming many of you at home don't have access to one. So we're using the app. Um, and what's great is we can use it without the physical board. Um, so Jamboard is really great for quick, collaborative kinds of activities, brainstorming. Um, what I have up is an example from uh, something that I did with a group yesterday. I put a bunch of letters um, in on sticky notes. Um, and as they entered the room, their challenge was to spell just one word. Um, that was my challenge to them. And so they made up this lovely word that you see in front of them. And um, I said, all right, well, if you can justify what the definition is. And so then someone threw in this, this lovely definition over here, throwing joy around. And I liked it so much. I said, okay, well, that's not what I intended. 
actually this was a pun because those letters actually spell just one word. Um, <laughs> but I gave them I gave them credit. It was great because everyone who was in on this jam um, was able to move things around. Um, they were able to type on their own notes if they wanted to. So essentially, um, a jam is uh, a collaborative space that you can use. Um, you would share it similar to how you share anything else in Google. Um, and you can give others editing rights or view only rights. Um, and then you can use simple tools that are on the left-hand side. So for this activity, um, people were using sticky notes. Um, to be able to add into their jam. Um, and similar to Google Slides, you are able to do different frames in a jam. So uh, we also talked about um, using jams for visible thinking routines and how normally I'd break out my sticky notes. Um, I know we're all missing our sticky notes in our chart paper. Um, and so this is kind of a, a, a digital way to be able to replicate some of those things that help us document students thinking or document our learning as we're going through things. Um, and so in this case, we were doing a see, think, wonder, um, visible thinking routine. And so I started with the prompt and then had um, the participants cycle through the different um, different prompts and then respond however they felt. And they were able to circle things and emphasize things, add their own images as well. Um, we were able to do the same with um, a chalk talk visible thinking routine too, where normally students would be walking around the room and responding on a chart paper or a whiteboard. Uh, and so they were able to use the different frames in Jamboard to be able to add their own sticky notes. And on the side here, it's very simple to just add a sticky note on here. And you've got some pre-selected colors um, and you've also got a drawing tool on here as well that would allow me um, to either write if I have access to it tablet and a stylus, a little bit harder on the on the web version, um, but even just doing circles and checks uh, just to do quick collaboration, maybe drawing lines for, for creating webs. Um, so those are some quick and easy ways to get started with Jamboard. Next up, we have do Bui, he's going to be sharing how to make your own GIF in less than two minutes. Yes. After. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Introduce himself. <laughs> hey, I'm Do. Thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here. Shout out to DEN18, my cohort. Um, it's exciting to uh, be able to share about GIFs or GIFs, whatever you would like to call it. I think Jeremy, I had had a conversations about this actually when we first met. But for today's tutorial today, what I'm gonna show you the um, Chrome capture, we're gonna use GIF um, just because that's how I learned to say it. And uh, that's how I'm comfortable with. So yeah, it's nice to be here. I, I'm a, a Google innovator and trainer and I currently work for Jackson County Intermediate School District. And uh, we are gonna get right into it because I love GIFs. So we're, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. And the tool here is called Chrome Capture. It's a completely free tool to use on the front end, but it does offer in-app purchases. So it's a freemium, but the free features are good enough for the most part for you to start making very engaging GIFs. Um, I like to think just because we're in this time of distance learning that I can use a GIF to really personalize the experience for my students, for my teachers, even when I give feedback. 
So I, it, the way I want to personalize it is I want to make a GIF of myself and I want to give them feedback through the GIF. So um, I'm going to go right into Google Meet actually after I've downloaded Chrome Capture and it exists in my Chrome um, extension area. I'm going to go right to Google Meet and use the webcam from that and kind of show you that way. So I'm going to just start a meeting and click continue. And I'm going to pull up a, a little screen of myself, a webcam of myself. And uh, I'm going to use that because the way Chrome Capture works is it captures an area right on your web browser. And you can record it. You can take a picture and then edit it in a sense to create a GIF or a meme. So I'm going to start by clicking on the Chrome Capture icon. And I'm going to choose the area in which I want to capture. Very easy. I just click and drag. And when I'm ready, I'm going to click that record icon. And I'm going to adjust it just a little bit. And I have the option to click the camera button. And it's just a picture camera if I want to capture a image and turn it into a meme. Or I can click on the video button. And it's going to start videoing. You see, I'm, I'm uh, trying, trying to celebrate my students here because it did something awesome. So now I have a preview of what the GIF is going to look like without any words or anything like that. So what I'm going to do now is go to the left and kind of show you what the free options are for this tool. I've got the select tool where I kind of move things and resize, but I haven't really added anything yet to the GIF. So I'm going to actually free draw maybe, and uh, I'll, I'll just put a little smiley face in the background. It looks mildly creepy because it's red, but that's okay. Um, and then to the bottom of that, you have a draw line feature. So you can always draw a line if you need that in your actual GIF. And then the other feature is the arrow feature if you want to focus it on a certain area. And of course, the final feature is the adding of text, right? What's a GIF without the ability to add a text? All you have to do is click on that add text. It looks like a T. You click on the GIF and you can start um, typing in whatever you want. I can say celebrate. And then, of course, it's totally off the screen. So I can go back to my little move icon and select the words and kind of move it as I see fit, if I can select it here. Um, but as you see, as, as it turns into that compass, you can kind of select it and then resize it as you see fit. And of course, once you get the GIF where you want it, you can um, kind of add icons too if that's what you want to add as far as GIF. I'm just going to leave it the way it is right now. And once you're done, you can actually hit the Save button. And once you hit Save, you have all the logistical details that you can choose from as far as making it a GIF or a WebM. And then, of course, give it a nice name. And once you're done, just save it. And once it is ready to go, it's going to download right to your computer. And you're ready to use your GIF. You can see it was very quick for me. And now I can go ahead and go right into a student essay. And after I read their essay, I find a point that I really like. I can go ahead and insert right into the document from my computer. And uh, this is one I previously made. So I'll do that one. The student did an awesome job of using correct evidence. So I'm going to celebrate them with this GIF, personalize my feedback a little bit more, and then they'll be 
not only more connected to me as the teacher because our time away from the building, they get a nice engagement piece where I can also add with the comments I make for their, um, their document. I also use this in a lot of my announcements for Google Classroom. So I've got an announcement right here where I kind of welcome them to the class. And then I have a positive spin by adding a GIF there and allowing them to celebrate as they start their distance learning. So that's, um, that is Chrome Capture. It is, a, and it, it is, it has the ability to capture moments in on YouTube as well. If you want to create more, um, GIFs that are not your face. And then you have the ability to, of course, screen capture different images if you want to just make a meme for yourself. And it's very easy to do as far as adding your own personal spin on any images that you find uh, and whatnot. The premium features are up at the top. You can, I think, pay $5.99 and unlock different colors, uh, unlock different fonts and sizes for that uh, font. And so that's uh, Chrome Capture, and it's a very nice tool because it is on the free end, pretty awesome. And of course, you can now more personalize your feedback with Chrome Capture. That's awesome, dude. Thanks for dancing for us. Hey, uh, you know, I try to I try to include dance anytime I can. So, <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. Yep. Next up, we have John Sowash joining us. Um, he's going to be going over some of those Chrome extensions I mentioned earlier with um, Google Meet. Um, I'll let John introduce himself. Hey, everybody. Great to be here with the GEG launch. Rachel, thanks so much for including me. Appreciate it. Uh, always good to hang out with my favorite Michigan friends. Um, I'm a former biology teacher, former high school principal, and now I help teachers use technology in the classroom, work across the state of Michigan, across the country, uh, doing all kinds of things, including uh, running the My Google Conference, so uh, which we'll give you a little update on here in a little bit. But today, I'd like to share a couple of suggestions to make Google Meet better. Now, the interesting thing is that up until about, oh, two months ago, nobody cared about Google Meet. Like, I don't think I've ever done a training on Google Meet in the last five years, and now it's like the hot new thing. So uh, the good news is Google has added lots of new features. Rachel uh, updated you on a few of those. But there are a couple of additional free tools that you can add to make Google Meet even better. Now, Google Meet versus Zoom is kind of the, the big topic of the day. It's kind of like the Coke versus Pepsi, Ford versus Chevy debate. Everybody has their, their favorite. Um, both Google Meet and Zoom have their benefits. And unfortunately, no perfect combination of both uh, tools exists, but you can make Google Meet a little bit more Zoom-like uh, by enhancing it with these Chrome extensions. So these are all free. I believe this document is linked in the um, agenda, and you can get the links to each of them. So uh, let me just talk about a few of them. First up is uh, GridView. Now, GridView is still an important extension. Um, teachers want to be able to see their students, all of their students at the same time. Gridview makes that possible. Now, Meet has added a new feature that will display um, a number of people, but the new Gridview that's built into Google Meet still only shows you 16 
people. Um, I did a, a, a meet session for Ann Arbor Public Schools a month or so ago that had over 200 teachers in it. And I was able to see all 200 of them using Gridview. Now, granted, the square, they just get smaller and smaller. So not, uh, not always the easiest to see. Gridview has some really cool, really nice features. Um, I would recommend it. If you have more than 16 students, you're going to need Gridview. Um, second up, Nod. Nod is probably my favorite, uh, especially if you have a large group of people. So like right now, we have people watching this on Facebook. We have people watching this on uh, YouTube. And both of those platforms, Instagram as well, allow you to add reaction icons as you're watching a live video. Thumbs up, LOL, heart, like, etc. Nod adds that capability into Google Meet. So as you are presenting to your students, without interrupting the, the flow of your presentation, they can give reaction icons. Um, my favorite is the hand raise option that allows you to uh, pause, see that someone has a question, um, invite them to unmute their mic and, uh, and speak. Now, a nod uh, must be installed by, for both the teacher and the student in order for them to uh, participate. Great extension, um, really, really fun. Um, Jeremy gave some great, uh, tips on using emoji. This is a very similar uh, kind of thing. Uh, students love using emoji in, uh, in the classroom. All right, let's head down to number three here. Uh, this one has a funny name, but you'll get it here in a second. So I'm currently presenting and I actually have two monitors. So my Chromebook uh, is in front of me. I'm looking at that webcam. I can see the chat. I can see what's being presented. And then over to my left, I have a second monitor where I'm actually presenting my screen. But not everybody has two monitors. Some of you are dual-less, and that is why you need the dual-less window splitter. So dual-less allows you to split your one monitor into two, uh, allowing you to see your students on one half of your screen and whatever you're presenting on the other half. So when combined with um, grid view, dual-less allows you to kind of see everything that's happening during your virtual uh, session. So uh, I would definitely combine those. Uh, last two, and uh, we'll wrap this up. Meet attendance is a, a little funky. It does work. It's, it, it's a little funky. Um, meet attendance will automatically record the uh, participants in your virtual session. So it does work with Google Sheets. Um, will automatically record the names and the time of uh, attendance. Um, does it instantly, so it's really, really nice. The UI for Meet Attendance is kind of funky, so you have to play around with it um, a little bit uh, to understand how it works, but it does work very well, and it instantly takes attendance for your uh, your virtual meeting. Really, only the teacher needs Meet Attendance. Um, that's for you to take that attendance. Last one is Push to Talk, uh, which is very good. Um, I agree with some of the, the people in the chat, Mary Hankins. Um, push to Talk turns your space bar into your mute button. Um, <laughs> I don't care if you're a kindergartner or if you're an adult, some people can just not find that mute unmute button. It's a struggle. Uh, so when the push to talk extension is installed, you press uh, the space bar to talk. So when the space bar is pressed, your microphone is live. When you let go of the space bar, you are muted. So it's a very easy way to uh, turn on and off your mic with minimal effort. Uh, push to talk does need to be installed uh, for that to work. And then the other little trick with push to talk is you join the meeting, you mute yourself or the teacher can mute uh, the student. And then once you've been muted the first time, the space bar uh, works um, 
very, very well. So those are five Chrome extensions to enhance your Google Meet experience. I'd encourage you to check them out and uh, use them next time you uh, meet live with your students. I want to uh, thank you, Rachel, for uh, giving the chance to share. Um, I also want to uh, mention to all of our Michigan residents that uh, one of the GEG events that we'll be doing on an annual basis is our annual My Google Conference, MI Google. That is our big conference, uh, usually anywhere from three to 500 Michigan teachers there that takes place in November every year. Today, I'm announcing that the call for presenters will be open this month. So we would love all of the fellow innovators, trainers, certified educators to submit a proposal, share your best Google teaching tips and tricks like the awesome ones uh, that are um, uh, has been shared here today. Uh, the RFP will be open here in May. That'll go through the summer, probably through July. Uh, we'd love to have you present in November. Uh, unfortunately, I do not know 100% if the conference will be a in-person conference as it has been for the last eight years, or if it will be a virtual conference. Um, it will happen one way or the other. We're just kind of waiting to see what the climate of uh, the state and the nation is before we make that final decision. So um, if you're interested, I will be posting the link to the RFP in the Google group. Um, you can head over to miedtech.com. Uh, info is not up there yet. It'll be up there in a few weeks. Um, you can check it out. Rachel, thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, that push to talk extension. I love that for accessibility too. And um, that my Google conference is a great conference to go to. Um, I've attended several times in the past as well. So if you have not gone to that, participated in that, highly recommend. Um, moving forward, um, that Google group is going to be our hub of communication. So if there are other um, professional learning opportunities like my Google um, that you want to share in there, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you have questions about anything that we talked about today or you would like more clarification on things, please ask in that Google group. Um, and then we'll stay connected on Twitter as well. Um, for those of you who are interested in becoming certified, um, practice, give it a try, level up, move your way up the ladder. Um, if you are looking to get more teachers in your district certified, please share out all those resources um, and share Global Educator Group Michigan with them as well. Um, we'd like to grow the group and um, anyone can join and it's free. Um, so we will be having another meeting um, this summer. That meeting date is to be announced. Um, it'll be virtual like we were today. Um, and that is all we have for you today. Uh, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us for our GEG Michigan launch. Uh, great combo in the chat. Um, and I'd like look forward to staying connected with you in our Google group. Um, and have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much.